Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 13, Consuela Northrop Bailey. Right from the start, she was tremendously interested in government, which drew her eventually into politics. She uh, had a very sharp mind, and she had a tremendous inner drive to accomplish things. She was a power in this state, and anything she undertook, she did well. 1954, and Consuelo Northrop Bailey becomes the first woman in the nation to be elected to the office of lieutenant governor. That achievement is one of many highlights in a career that spanned more than 50 years and had its beginnings in an early family interest in the law, according to her sister, Frederica Northrop Sargent. Well, you see, my father had started to study law in Washington, and then he had um, bad sickness, so he never completed it, but he was always interested in it. So when Con was about nine years old, she told her father she was going to study law, and she did. She was a good lawyer in practice in the days when there weren't any women lawyers. There might have been Former Governor Dean Davis knew the future lieutenant governor like when both were law students at Boston University in the 1920s. Connie went right into the jumped right in the middle of the stream of, of law practice when she came back to Burlington. She was elected state's attorney, and I can tell you, you wanted to be on your toes if she was on the other side. I tried a few cases against her myself. Building on a reputation as a tough prosecutor during Prohibition, she won election as state senator from Chittenden County in 1930. Altogether, she would run undefeated for elective positions 24 times. In 1950, it was as the representative to the legislature from South Burlington, and two years later she embarked on a grueling statewide campaign, seeking support from other legislators in her bid to become Vermont's first woman Speaker of the House. She went into nearly every town, but she did not expect anyone to stop doing what they were doing. If they were milking cows, she went into the cow barn. If they were doing haying, she went to the haying. She just went where the person who was would be in the legislature was to talk to. I think she wanted to compete, not as a woman, but to compete. And the fact that she was the first in all these things was gratifying. But she wanted to be the Speaker of the House, not the first woman Speaker of the House. Lillian Baker Carlisle of Burlington remembers Consuelo Northrop Bailey as a hard worker, an innovative and tireless campaigner. But it is for her firsts that she is best remembered by Vermonters today. Although she kept track of women's accomplishments and encouraged other women in politics, those who knew her well say she was neither particularly interested in so-called women's issues nor personally affected by prejudice against women in positions of leadership. She maintained it was up to her that if she did what was expected, then in all probability they would accept her. For many politicians, the lieutenant governorship is a logical stepping stone to a campaign for the office of governor, and Mrs. Bailey apparently considered taking that step. Well, I had a long talk with her. When she came, I found that she had been seriously considering running for governor. 
And I told her that she should not run. I said, the ground is not just right for a woman to be the top political officer of the state at this time. And you've had such a fantastic career, I would just hate awfully to see you get beat. Now, was that good advice or bad? Other advisors echoed Davis's assessment of her chances, and in the end, Lieutenant Governor Bailey decided against running for governor. Passionately Republican, she remained active in state and national party politics almost until her death in 1976. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.